Broadcasting from Hollywood, it's the official On Air with Brandon J podcast. Here we go. Go. Everybody, welcome to On Air with Brandon Jam. Brandon, I'm joined by the Grammy Award-winning pioneering DJ. He's got a new album out called The Love. DJ Kid Capri. Kid Capri, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing, man? Everything is good with you? Everything is great. This this is an honor. I, I mean, I, I've been thinking about interviewing you for years, and it finally, you know, two and two, it, it the, the glue put it together. So I'm, I'm just grateful for this opportunity because a lot of people don't know but you're the first DJ to appear on BET and VH1. And so when we talk about pioneering the ability to be able to be the first to do something is saying a lot, you know, well, that, I wasn't that, f- that's not something I, small. I wasn't the first to be on BET and um, MTV. I was the first to blow up from street mixtapes. I was the first to become a superstar DJ without having a group in front of me. I was able to bring the money and the style to the DJ business. Everybody caught, a lot of people kind of mimicked my style and talked on the mic like me and played, tried to play music the way I played it. Um, Other DJs came in years later with their own styles, but I was the one that set it off to make the business become a business now, not just you be behind some group and you looked at as somebody just playing records. You were now looked at as an artist and that's what my whole thing was. So. In order for me to, to have that kind of demand, I had to be that great on stage and blow up from street mixtapes. I was the first to become a superstar DJ without having a group in front of me. I was able to bring the money and the style to the DJ business. Everybody, caught, a lot of people kind of mimicked my style and talked on the mic like me and played, tried to play music the way I played it. Um, other DJs came in years later with their own styles, but I was the one that set it off to make the business become a business now, not just you be behind some group and you looked at as somebody just playing records. You were now looked at as an artist and that's what my whole thing was. So in order for me to, to have that kind of demand, I had to be that great on stage. And that's exactly what I did. And um, from then to now, you know, it's been that. But uh, I really hold tight in the industry as far as, you know, the DJ, upholding how the DJ is looked at, you know, and um. Like I said, you know, the DJ was looked at as somebody just played records. I wanted to be looked at as an artist, and that's what I did. And with this album out, with me being a producer, writer, performer, and a DJ, you know, it just shows I'm a triple threat with everything that's going on. So it's not just the DJ business. It's, it's everything I learned in the DJ business. Well, I mean, listen, man, you won a Grammy on, on Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, what we're talking about what? I, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because you've been in the game a long time. Was that like 1996-ish? Yeah, around that time, uh, I came out with my album Soundtrack to the Streets in 90, 98, and he, he licensed the record, It's Like That, off of my album. I also gave him Hard Knock Life, and um, Hard Knock Life was produced by 45 King. 45 King gave it to me. I, w- I wanted to put it on my album. I was working out on the time, and I was on tour with Jay-Z and a bunch of different other groups, and Jay heard me play the beat in the in a arena. And he came back and was like, yo, what's that? I said, you want it? And he said, yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I put him on the phone with 45. Two weeks later, 45, uh, he, he made the record, uh, Hard Not Life. And he took my record, It's Like That, from my album. 
and licensed it on that same album. So the album went four, five, six times platinum, Grammy. Yeah. Went from the Grammys out, and that's how I won the Grammy. That's matter of wild, fact, the Grammy, man. I, I remember when he performed that. Man, look right at here. that, man. Come on. It, it's like, I, I didn't just win a Grammy. I'm going to walk over and show you a Grammy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's look. awesome. Yes, sir. That I mean, yeah, you, you're not just talking about it. You're being about it. You got, you got, you got the blacks for taste on the wall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, when, when Jay performed uh, Hard Knock Life, it was at the MTV Music Awards. And I remember mm -hmm. that song, when that beat just hit, it was, there was just something about it. You just, and no wonder it went platinum six times. I mean, seven times, another three times as Diamond, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely an iconic record for him. Yeah. And to see all the things that he done since then to where he's at right now is amazing, man. You know, this is a dude that I used to do parties with. And this is a dude that, you know, I used to hook up his Apollo show. And <laughs> we used crazy. to be in, Can in Cancun and he'd be standing behind me. I'm blowing the club up while he behind me playing his joint, you know. And then he come to my party, perform at my party. You know, it was just a, it was a family thing, you know, because my manager, Christy Clifford, started Rock Rockefeller with them. Wow. So she was, yeah, so she was doing my work out of Rockefeller. She was managing me out of Rockefeller while she was working with them. And then she ended up leaving Rockefeller and she just stayed with me permanently. And it's been like that. So then she went back recently to um, Rock Nation and she brought Megan Thee Stallion to Rock Nation. Ah, that's how she got brought to Rock Nation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow, yep. it's, it's man, and and to see what she's done. I mean, she's done a lot. You know, Kevin Lyles and 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 Rock Nation. I mean, just three hundred and and Rock Nation just killing it. But like, mm -hmm. kid Capri, let's talk about man. What else are you working on? I know you're working on. You got the new album, right? Mm -hmm. But I know yeah. you got a you got clothing line. Tell us about a little about what what else you got going on in the streets. Well, Sucker Free is my clothing line. Um, if you listen to the second song on my album, my, you know, my album has so many layers on it. The beginning, the, the the cover on my album has me and my mother on it. My daughter, Vina Love, is on my record, Uptown, in the video. She has records of her own. And then <clears throat> the uh, Sucker Free clothing line, I, I put a commercial as the second record of Sucker Free, a Sucker Free clothing line commercial on the album, the second song. So that hasn't been done. So... You know, it's so many layers to it, but Sucker Free Clothing Line, you would think is a slang. It's just a way of life. And, and it's something that came about because of the pandemic, everything that was going on in the pandemic and everything that was going on with the different riots and all the stuff in the street. Got to be sucker free in this, in this climate, in this time, in this time and ever. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a way of life. So that's what and it, it's it, crazy. This, this way of life, man. I mean, you know, the, the pandemic and, and a lot of people say it's the pandemic. And now you got monkeypox, and they announcing there's a vaccine for monkeypox, and I'm like, keep that that herpes looking stuff away from me. I don't want nothing to do with it. I feel like somebody's putting that stuff in the air, man. It's back to back to yeah. back. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's you it's know, too it's never coincidental. Been it, it, too it's just too coincidental. So, all right. So, what what's a typical day in the life of Kid Capri? Well, if I'm not on the road, I'm in my studio, man. I don't really hang out much. You know, I've, I've been on the road for so long. I've seen so much ground in so many states and countries and different stuff. When I come home, I just want to be home. I don't want to be in no clubs. I don't want to hang out too tough. Unless there's someplace I need to be, take my care of my business, whatever. But mostly, 
I'm in the house working and that's how I was able to do my album and all the other projects I was doing. The pandemic, when the pandemic happened, you know, it was unfortunate for people that passed away and all the stuff that happened within it, but it wasn't an adjustment, even though I got sick twice in the pandemic, but it wasn't an adjustment for me as far as being in the house because I'm always in the house all the time anyway. So it was definitely something. And, and, and now I had a chance to get off the road because I've been on the road from 88 all the way to the pandemic. So I had a chance to sit down and really focus and just focus on different things and the music and my my clothing line, the real estate, everything that I was doing. And it all came out great. And even when I came back to the road, I was only taking certain dates and certain size rooms and you know, and, and that was it. And still today, I, I only take do that because I've been focused on the music and the production and the different groups. And, you know, I did the Proud Family cartoon recently. So I was on there. Um, that, that really did good to see myself on the cartoon like that. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm making a cartoon right now about my dog. But to see myself on the cartoon that they did, a little me on the crowd family it was real good to see that. That was really that's dope. surreal, man. I mean, that that's an accomplishment in itself. I mean, next thing Absolutely. you know, you're gonna be walking around, you're gonna see an action figure on the on the uh on and, the and so it's ironic we speaking about it because before we started this interview, I just received a check from them. Oh, that's <laughs> I crazy. It's a good day, okay? Yeah. Hey man, I I I'm not mad at you, man. What what advice, kid Capri, do you have for those out there that are desiring to pursue a career in entertainment, right? We, we just got out of the pandemic. I mean, some some people are, are still going through it. Like I, I was fortunate to avoid COVID from 2020, 2021. I launched a podcast May 11th and then I get COVID at the beginning of June. I'm like, come on now. I just avoided this mess for almost two and a half years and then boom. But, you know, what advice do you have for those out there that that really are trying to build a career, like whether they're trying to make their own tour or things of that nature? I mean, first thing is, uh, you know, don't get in anything because it looks good. Because this business right here, if you're not built for it and you're not ready for it, it ain't for you. It looks cute. You can make a lot of money if you do good, but you can also lose a lot of money if you don't do good trying to stay in, trying to keep up and trying to be involved with something that really ain't for you. You know, um, you know, do it, do what you do, whatever your talent is, that's what should shine. That's what you should invest your time in. Um, and, and consistency, consistency, staying on top of it, knowing how to accept doors being closed in your face, knowing how to be turned down. The turn down should make you be inspired even more to keep going, not stop you or discourage you. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the really the bottom line of it is the consistency of and staying on it and staying focused on what you're doing. And at some point, it's going to work out. It may not work out when you want, but it will work out if you stay on it. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, you're talking about the, you know, everybody that that's listening to this or watching this, I should say. Kid mm -hmm. Capri, you've been doing this since the 80s. Mm -hmm. You were well, you're before an that. So I've been doing this since I was a kid, since I was eight years old, but I got hot at the end of the 80s, 89, 90. Yeah. Got you. Got you. I, I, you know, that that's incredible. I mean, you know, for those out there that, that just start, that are just starting in this business, you guys have no idea. I mean, it takes years to build a demand and Kid Capri, your, your story, your living walking uh, testimony to that. So, you know, thank you for sharing that advice. Thank you. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, man? on NFTs? 
I don't understand it. I have people that um I have so many people that are in it that's trying to get me to come and be a part of it, but I don't want to be a part of anything that I don't fully understand. And um, you know, um sometimes when something catches on and everybody jumps on it, it makes me feel like I should pull away from it. I'm an innovative type of dude, so I don't like to so to speak, jump on a kind of like a bandwagon type of thing, unless I know right. it's something that's really gonna, really gonna change something for me. If it's not gonna change nothing for me, I'm too busy to doing everything else to be wasting time on stuff. So I've got some people that's gonna show me how it works. They uh, have me in some of these communities and stuff like that. So I'm starting to learn a little bit, but I really don't know and I'm still confused. So um, at some point I'll get it, but maybe at that point it wouldn't even matter anymore. So I'm going to find we we're, we're in the midst of right now, finding out as much information as we can about the NFTs. I mean, you know, you know, what's wild is NFTs have, have kind of taken on a mind of their own. I mean, you know, Coinbase Pro and Coinbase and Crypto.com, they're all offering you the ability now to purchase NFTs. But what's so interesting to me Kid Capri, and that rhyme, no pun intended, that rhyme, right? Uh, what, what's so interesting to me is the metaverse and how these major corporations like McDonald's and Disney, and even LeBron James, for that matter, have all started to secure trademarks and copyrights in the metaverse and Web 3.0. I think it's gonna, going to be here sooner than later. And NFTs play a part of that. But like, really, I was watching something last night. And it was a virtual walkthrough of a Forever 21 store and a Nike store. And you're literally not leaving your home. So somebody like yourself, who's been on the road since the 80s, right? And you're, you're, you're chilling at the house. You can literally put your headset on, walk into this shop, purchase your material, and they deliver it right to your door. They're putting everybody out of business. They are, man. They just took... They just took the toll people from the George Washington Bridge over here by where I live at, and now it's uh, all easy passes. No more toll people. So where do those people go to work at? Wow. You know what I'm that's saying? Crazy. So and, and that's what's going on. You know, I seen at the airport, they had robots going around checking people, like feeling like it was crazy. Robots going around in the airport, uh, like R2-D2 or something like that. So, you know, at some point, we're going to be in the Terminator times, <laughs> you know, in, a, in, in the Jetsons time. Jetsons, if you go back to the old cartoon, the Jetsons, they predicted a lot of things that was going to happen. That's going that on was right my now. cartoon back in the in day, the, the Jetsons, Absolutely. the Flintstones, all of that. Yeah, it's it's wild business, man. That's that's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you, we don't know, man. It, um, that's why you got to be in your game. Technology right now is so advanced. You know, um, we got flying cars. You know, yeah, we do. They're testing them out in uh, San Diego, California. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's to the point where sky's the limit at this point, you know? And it scares me because you never know if you end up becoming a barcode. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got to have a chip in your neck or something. Everybody's in your business, know what's going on with you, you know, every move you make. You know, well, the people know every move you make anyway when you got a phone. These phones right everywhere you go. They know exactly where you're at. You know what I'm saying? So I know, man. And and yet we still find ourselves wanting to get these phones. Like Apple and Samsung have done an incredible job of 
brainwashing the general consumer, the general population. And you better uh, believe it. You better yeah, believe man. it. Hey, I got one last question for you, Kid Capri, right here on On Air with Brandon J. What is a fun fact that nobody can Google about you? A fun fact that nobody, well, there's a lot of stuff that nobody can Google about me. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I keep, I pretty much keep it light. And, and we don't want to hear any, we don't, we don't hear any Uncle Luke type stories, Kid Capri. Okay. We just want to know something that we can't Google about you. you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I remember one time doing the concert. And Michael Jordan sat right next to me, bang, while I'm on stage in Chicago, Chicago, the Chicago arena, Chicago theater, something. And Michael Jordan sat right there while I'm destroying this place. And this was at the height of him being Michael Jordan. That's on, that's not on no video. That's not on Google. That's not on none of that. And there's, a, there's plenty of stories like that. You know, I came through the door one time. I spoke about this on Drink Chance. I came through the door one time. Well, Quincy Jones asked me to be on his album. The Q's You joint, right? It's the first song. Yeah, I did the yeah, first yeah. song with Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles and Bono. Let the Good Times Roll the first song. So after we did the album, he asked me to come to his birthday party. I went to Quincy Jones' birthday party. And as soon as I walked through the door, and I had two of my partners with me. As soon as I walked through the door, the first person I seen and seen me was Oprah Winfrey, and she goes, oh, there go my baby Kid Capri. My two, dudes, <laughs> right. my two dudes looked at each other like this because, you know, they from the block. They don't really know all the stuff. And he, they, all they know is they walking through the door and seeing Oprah Winfrey, and then Oprah Winfrey knows who I am, and then to make more at it, there go my baby Kid Capri. So that's not something that's on Google. <laughs> just, throw, just throw your hands up. I made it when, when Oprah's, when Oprah's uh, hollering at me. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one more. I did Martha's Martha Stewart's party when she came out of jail. Okay. She never had a hip hop party before. And when she came out of jail, she asked me to do a party. And I did a party in Central Park. It was wow. the most incredible party. It really was. It was a it, she had so much fun. It was a real good party. But it was just funny that, you know, it was Martha Stewart calling me to do it. But I also did a did a party in Trump's house. You know, Trump. The room that I was in in Trump's house in Florida, everything looked, everything was gold. Like, oh, you, you're South talking about uh, Mar-a-Lago. Sisters, the, the tennis sisters. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, Venus. Venus. yeah. Right. We had a fundraiser at Trump's house. That's why. That, that day. <laughs> and everything in the house was gold. Well, everything in that room that we was in with the crowd was gold. The frames... It was crazy to see how his house was. But yeah, him, so many people, Mike Tyson, Eddie Murphy, so many different people up to this day. Even Kendrick Lamar, you know, 20, 2017, I was on the Kendrick Lamar Damn album. That album was the only album, the only hip hop album to win a Pulitzer Award. So I'm on that album. I'm, on, I'm heard in countries I've never even been to before. That's amazing. That I mean, Kendrick yeah. Lamar, that, that, that's, that's a class act. I mean, he's just an incredible talent. And One speaking of, the best of artists on stage, mm -hmm. this is what's high right now. Everybody's got their own opinion on it. And, and I know you're someone that really has a great uh, wherewithal in terms of how a DJ should respond and stuff like that. What are your thoughts or what's your response, I should say, towards the whole Wiz Khalifa outbreak? 
in the video, in the video, you know, I was in the car and I seen the, you know, I'd seen what happened and I just felt compelled to say something, you know, and keep in mind, Wiz is a real cool dude, humble dude, very good guy. Yeah, he's, he's laid back. back. He's not somebody that does that. Laid back, but he had yeah. a bad day. And I understand yeah. the bad day. Your album is out that day. You want things to go right. A number of things is going wrong. DJs is messing up. I totally get it. I understand the pressure of putting I got an album out now, so I understand the pressure of that. But at the same time, what he did was caught on camera. And you know, thank God it was caught on camera because it shows that you can't do that to the DJs. You know what I'm saying? And when I put my message out, Wiz reached out to me and he uh, he apologized to me. You know, um, he said that he's going to put a statement out, apologizing to them and, you know, everything that he said. And I told him, I said, yeah, I appreciate that. I said, I'm glad that you ain't take what I said in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that's dope. And then DJ Drama, who was who was on tour with him right now, <clears throat> he had called me. So I had told him some things that he could do to make it better, to make everything better. And, and then he called me back and told me that they were going on a breakfast club to talk about it. So I was like, good thing, which I just did the breakfast club. My interview just came out. But when he, he, he went on there, he said what he had to say. He apologized. He told everybody he was wrong. He did what he could do. And, you know, that's all you could really do. And I mean, you could do more. You could, there's more, I'm sure there's more that he's going to do, but everybody's human. You know what I'm saying? People make mistakes. He made a big mistake. I mean, look at, look at C Breezy. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a giant, gigantic it, you know? mistake. You know, with the C Breezy thing, I don't like to talk about what I didn't see with my own two eyes. I wasn't yeah. there. So I like OJ, I, I personally feel OJ didn't do it. Right. I wasn't there to say he didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? I may know what I think, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. It's popular opinion. Hey, so the glove doesn't fit, so you must acquit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Kid Capri, <laughs> you've been awesome, man. Where where can the uh the fans at home follow you? Where, where where's the where's the platform that you're that you're doing? most of your uh, engagement. I mean, I'm everywhere. Kick It Free 101 on the Instagram and the Twitter. I'm on The Real Kick It Free on Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse. I don't really be on the TikTok and Clubhouse that much. I, you know, I ain't really my, my speed. But everything else, uh, I'm on there. And, uh, you know, I'm doing shows all around the world like I always do. I ain't never stopped. I don't never stop. We always tearing down wherever. So if you want any shows, you go and hit Christy Clifford, Christy at kickitfree.com, K-I-I-S-T-I, at kickapree.com and uh and we'll come and uh rip your city down. Other than that, we stand on top of everything. The love album is out right now. Go enjoy the love album. Trust me, I got three new videos out from the love album. I'm just did a new video today, as a matter of fact, for a record called Her Type on my album. But the slap key, Uptown with my daughter Vina Love, and Wide Awake videos is on YouTube on my page. You can go check it out and listen to the love album. You're gonna love this album, y'all. Complain about a body of work. I gave you a body of work. Producer written by me. I ain't asked no mainstream artist to be on my album. I did it all myself. Go listen to it on your phone. And trust me, you're going to love this album. I promise you that. Kid Capri, thank you so much for being a special guest today on On Air with Brandon J. Wishing you much success with the Love album. And uh, man, I, I, I'm just in awe. Did I really just interview Kid Capri? I mean, did this hey, man, just we, happen uh, just now? 
Hey, man, it's a small world. We all in it. Let's just do yes, what we sir. do. That's it. Yep. I'll see you next time here on On Air with Brandon J. Goodbye for now. Hi, I'm Adele. I love playing live. I love the rush. I like feeling at home. I feel really at home on stage. I like people leaving my gig being really pleased. Hey, y'all, it's Chloe. Oh, this is Chris from Coldplay. It's Doja Cat. Hey, what's up? This is Dave from Glass Animals. Hey, what's up? It's J Balvin. Hey, it's Billie Eilish. What's good? It's Lady Gaga. Hi, it's What's good, everybody? It's Bozzy. Hi, this is Brandon, and you are tuning in to On Air with Brandon J right here on iHeartRadio. We try and we try over and over till we master each try and then we move forward. This time, this time, is something bigger. Right away. 
Thank you for tuning in. You're on air with Brandon J. Hey. Oh, yeah. Follow on Instagram at I am Brandon J.